Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. I'm here with my dear friends, Alicia and Cassandra, and we're going to give you some insights about the week starting Monday, June 24. How are you both doing? Hey, Kel. Hey, Leishi. How are you? Hey, gals. Lovely to see you both. It's so good. It feels like a bit of a reunion because Cass is <laughs> finally home from her big adventures. Yeah, I got back last night after my flight being delayed for 10 hours. So I was stuck at Lax Airport for a long time. So I'm finally back. Um, had a beautiful reunion with my son. It was so wonderful to see him again. And I've just kind of really hit the ground running. We're back, you know, I had a nice nap and now I'm back online with you girls and Life goes on, right? But it was a wonderful time in the US. Um, I can't wait till to be back. Yeah, so so wonderful. Yeah, so many new friends and connecting with old people and and I met before and a bunch of new people. So I could, you know, do a whole episode on it. I but know. it's not about it's not about it's not about me. But I just, you know, would like to take this moment at least to thank everybody who whether I connected with at the bar at Norwalk or those who attended my lectures um, and all those wonderful people uh, that offered their hospitality to me while I was away. And, of course, a uh, big thank you to the San Diego crew for hosting me for the weekend. It was just amazing. So, yeah. Yay! Yeah. So you And you guys had some time together in San Diego as well. We did. I don't even think I've talked about this a lot on social media yet, but I did decide to uh, escape. Kelly escaped. I escaped the meat grinder and I just flew to the coast and and cast, basically. (laughs) I want to see my cast. Yeah, Yeah, I totally. I mean, I got home from Norwalk, which was amazing, but I definitely felt that we did not get enough uh, water duo time and... (laughs) did something wild and crazy, which I've never done before, which was to take a couple of days off work, which involved rescheduling some clients who were very flexible and very understanding and uh, flew out to see Cass. So I got time with Cass and I got to swim in the Pacific Ocean, which is my heaven. So um, now I'm back and we're in the final sort of two-week stretch before we get our house packed up. So it's, we, we actually fly in early July. So now uh, my husband and I are just, you know, focused on finishing up work, which we do at the end of June, and then we have a couple of weeks off to move everything um, halfway around the world. So it's been quite quite an exciting time, but I feel re- very rejuvenated to do so. Um, how about you, Leish? It feels like you've sort of been holding the fort um, back on the home front. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I'm looking forward to some water duo time with Cass, hopefully, and get down and get all the gossip. Um, and yeah, things are things are good here and plans for um, January. So yes, we watch are. this space, listeners in Brisbane. Um, and yeah. getting some water trio time together then. Yes, uh, that is going to be very exciting. We've got we've always got plans in the works, don't we? Uh, and the we next do. big conference that we were just talking about is the FAA Astrology Conference, which is in Melbourne in January of 2020. So if you uh, you might already know about it, but if not, it's the biggest astrology conference that does happen in Australia. And uh, we will, well, I know Leisha and I will definitely be there and there's a good chance Cass will be there as well. Uh, but yeah, it's a huge conference down in Melbourne, mid-January 
2020. It's the 16th till the 20th of Jan. Yeah, so there'll be a bunch of uh, astrologers there, which will be fantastic. Yeah, so come get it on with your astro tribe. And for me, it's actually going to be, and this is going to sound really strange, but my first ever astrology conference. So. Wow, <laughs> oh my God! Have you I never done the FAA before? No, no. I've always been a bit of a closet astrologer. Okay. Oh, well, you're, the last you're, few out. Years. you're out there now. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I'll well, be popping my conference cherry. So you have to come, Cass. You yeah. have to come and help me pop my. Yeah, well, now that I know that, now that I know that, um, yes, I'll have to uh, consult the uh, Minister of Finance, and <laughs> 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 which really just means I have to um, speak to uh, my son's dad and go, "This is what I want to do. Can you arrange things on your end in terms of him taking leave and and what have you?" So he's. You know, we're no longer together, but he, he we're super supportive of each other and things like that. So, yeah, he will. He will just be. He's a gorgeous Pisces in the sense he'll just be like, sure, yeah, you do whatever, and then he figures out the details later, which is how we operate best. He's <laughs> not planning yeah. very much. <laughs> we're shockers like that. That's probably why we didn't last. <laughs> oh my gosh, too funny. too funny. Maybe I could, and maybe he could take my kids too. How will he feel about that? <laughs> A liar and linky. <laughs> oh, they'll be besties now. Even just being gone a month and then seeing my son again yesterday, I'm like, oh my god, you've grown so much. Just the more talking and communication. It's oh, it's the best. So yeah. Anyway, so I mean, uh, I shall love, we talk about the weekend? <laughs> I was just gonna. I'm like, I've got a segue here. I love that we're talking about family because the sun is now in Cancer. We had the solstice last week uh, on the 21st which means this is sort of our first full week with the sun in Cancer. So there's definitely a different astro vibe. And I love that you were both talking about your kids because that, of course, is a huge sort of Cancer family focus. So, and I think, you know, there is a very different energetic feeling astrologically this week. It's so different from what the rest of June was like. Yes, completely, 100% agree. I mean, you know, we've really got so much now in the – Feminine signs. <laughs> Look at us talking about cancer. Pie. Look at the chocolate. Here's my piece. Here's my packet. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'd love to eat. I need more. Um, Lisa, you were saying about feminine signs, and I know you've got your eye on the first aspect of this week as well. Yes, yes. So this is the lovely. So yesterday, and I know we talked about this last week, well, not yesterday, our time, but you know what I mean. And yes. it's also very vague because I'm talking about Venus square Neptune and it's coming off the back of the Venus opposite Jupiter. So it's just a really lovely vibe at the beginning of this week. It's definitely a swimming, going, going with the flow, like you just talked about with, um, with your ex-partner, Cass, you know, just that, we're not going to plan anything. And I also just feel like one of the big things about this is often we don't want to be in reality. We mm-hmm. live in illusions or we live in fantasies. And my sense with this is because it's a square, there's actually the possibility of using the tension between this of actually saying, okay, well, this is the illusion that I want. This is the fantasy that I want. How can I look at the truth of what's possible and then meet in the middle with these two? How can I bring the possibilities, the dreams, 
of the vision of I have of what I have, particularly in relationships, because this is Venus, and and create the reality of that. Um, and it may not like be exactly the same because hey, you know fantasy land never is real and often when we get our fantasies we're kind of like really is that actually what I wanted but it's yeah it's coming back to the truth and and meeting the two together so I just feel like you know it's a really beautiful peaceful vibe um but Venus is still in Gemini so there is that point of there has to be some truth in that there has to be the that we have to be trying to marry the small details with all the dreamy vibes so what about you girls what are you thinking of that uh, Venus square Neptune. I, I mean, I always think it is about being swept up in a dream or a fantasy or some sort of idyllic, um, conjuring in the mind that is great for kind of lifting you up or, or helping you see and think outside the boundaries of what's possible. But the caution I always have with a big Neptune aspect is this idea that you don't want to think that that's real because this is, it's a conjuring. There is a, a glamour in the, the fairy tale side sense that you don't know if what you're feeling or seeing is, is true. Um, and so that potential for confusion or misreading a situation, thinking a person or a thing is this, and then realizing a little later on, it's actually this whole other thing. So I almost feel like, you know, it's not a great day, you know, the start of the week, Monday, the 24th, maybe not a great day for clear thinking or making big decisions. So give yourself a bit more flexibility in your schedule. Um, great. It's really good for intuitive things, for creative things, for being inspired, but it's more of a floaty rather than a like productive, um, just from how I sort of get a sense of it. Um, yeah, it's almost like, to, you know, bunk the day off work and head to the beach kind of day and, you know, have just go with the flow. It's definitely not a productive start to the week. No, it's it's not productive at all. Uh, but what are your thoughts, Cass? Yeah, I was just thinking about this image of, you know, how when you're like maybe like two drinks in, like you had one wine and a couple of wine, then all of a sudden like your mind can take you to places where you wouldn't normally go or you feel like you might say things, you know, Venus and Gemini or you kind of just, I just kind of was thinking, listening to you girls and, you know, my last night in San Diego, um, I went with the lovely Catherine who was hosting me down there. We went to a bar and we were just having this wonderful chat together and then, you know, it was gets to that point in the evening where, other people at the bar decide to like get they got the beer goggles on or what have you and they decide to initiate conversation with you that is totally alcohol induced it's not because of you know <laughs> exceptional exceptional beauty or you know oh my god this person right so I think sometimes when Venus Neptune aspects come up it's also just to be aware that things sometimes are a little bit hazy or things are just are not quite as they seem and it might feel good or feel um a certain kind of sense of possibility that will not really eventuate into any type of reality. So it might be, it's a Monday morning, at least in Australia. So this might mean, you know, a message gets in your inbox or a telephone conversation happens and possibilities might be suggested, but they may not be based in any type of reality or continuity that is really going to, um, it will show possibilities, but not probabilities. That's a really good distinction. Yeah. Thank you. That was, um, I was quite impressed by that too in my jet lagged state right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably the perfect state to be connecting to Neptune. Yeah. But, but, you know, some 
but you know there is a lot of power and possibility in that you know in the suggestion or in the um this may not be a real deal but hey it's taken my mind to a place or it's stretched it to a place where I wouldn't have been able to think about that unless I kind of thought about that you know um yeah, I do love that sort of if you're in that kind of practical wind-up soldier space, allowing yourself to dream about something that is idyllic or not based in reality or as a fantasy can perhaps set the wheels in motion for something that, you know, under a stronger aspect may play out really well. So, you know, there is that power in the daydream um, or that power in a, a, a suggestive possibility, even if it seems far-fetched or far-flung, you know, it's not necessarily be dismissive of that on, a, on Monday, but that might lead to something a little bit more substantial down the track. Yeah, and this is plugging into the whole, you know, uh, Jupiter-Neptune square as well. So I feel like there is you know, the day before we talked last week's episode about the Jupiter-Venus um, opposition and, you know, there were, it, it's like the opportunities that came up we can get into daydream about and get into fantasy about, but then we take the Venus and Gemini piece and go, okay, well, let's just ground this a little bit more. Let's look at the at the, at the the details, at the facts. Let's gather in all of what's possible and then take it forward. But considering the week we've come off the back of, um, it's just really nice to kind of go, you know what, let's just float around in this for a while. Um, and it's it feels like a bit of a healing balm, like going to the ocean after a hard day's work and sticking your feet in it. Well, I mean, you know, as an example, when was it, Kel, maybe Thursday last week, here we were walking on the Pacific Ocean in San Diego yes. and I had never been on the sand or even got my feet wet on the other side of the Pacific before. So it was a really yeah. awesome experience. And then um, we were imagining, you know, as the waves rolled in and they rolled out again, we were yes. um, talking, of course, like you know, motor mouths, the two of us together, right? Yeah. So we were talking about all these possibilities and ideas for the future. And in the reality of, you know, where we're, each of us are at now and what's happening next week, next month and next year, that is not a probable prospect that we were talking about at the time. Yeah. But what we were thinking about what we would like for 10 years time or 15 years time with our lives is the sort of stuff that the Neptune aspects allow us to just, you know, cast an idea, you know, into the ocean mm. and see where that lands you. And yeah. there is that power of the dream or the possibility. And if you stay in the practical or in the mundane or that kind of drudgery of everyday life, you sort of don't get anywhere. And the ability to dream of a possibility kind of can almost give you that little bit of a sweetener or a, um, a sense of hope that can uh, guide you forward and that's what's beautiful about you know these connections with the Jupiter as you said Lee she Venus coming and pinging that longer cycle this year of Jupiter and Neptune it is allowing yourself to dream and mm. it may not you know like it may not happen overnight but it will happen right yeah. so, <laughs> and that's, <laughs> so that's what um that's what I love about it and so even for me now this whole idea that Kelly and I were talking about where we might like to be when we get a little bit more old and wise it's like oh my god like I really want that to happen so <laughs> yeah um yeah mm. so that kind of you know 
it's like when you work hard, you know, each week and you're saving your money or saving your leave for a holiday. You know, Monday is about what am I saving up for? What am I going to dream about to make all the hard work or the Capricorn stuff that's also happening worthwhile? Yes. It's like a message in a bottle to your future self. Correct. Yeah. That's totally what it is. Totally what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we're starting the week. And it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of nice. You know, it's a little bit quieter this week um, with things. So what's the next aspect up? I think that's. Uh, Mercury moves into Leo, which is Wednesday in the States and Canada, and that'll be Thursday morning in Australia. Um, Yeah. So um, how do I feel about this? I mean, Mercury moves into Leo. Were you going to talk about this one, Cass? Mercury, I can if you okay. would like. Go for you it. Want to say, you want to save yourself for the other one? <laughs> the well, other, we, we'll all know, talk about thing. everything. We can all talk about it, yes. Yeah. So, okay, Mercury moves into Leo. So um, I think this is going to kind of be a bit of a energy shift because we've got a lot of cancer and water and everything, whereas it's like Leo is – um, taking the microphone and has something to say. And it's so funny, um, on the flight back home yesterday, um, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, so that was an amazing, I really enjoyed that film. And it, you know, I guess is kind of a bit symbolic about the energy that we are moving into with Mercury into Leo. So unlike Cancer where it's a mute sign, it's a little bit hard to give voice to feelings or give voice to emotion, now we've got, you know, uh, like Mercury moving into Leo and it's loud, it has something to say and it wants to be heard. So, you know, conversations may begin to become a little bit more fiery or a little bit more um, dramatic in some way. And I just get this image of, you know, when in the movie, you know, Freddie Mercury just sort of grabs the microphone and he yeah. owns that thing, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, um, you know, and dancing around and all of that jazz and uh, just kind of I never would have thought myself a Queen fan, but it's sort of funny when we watch these shows, you're like, you know all the songs and you know all the things. So, um, yeah, it's almost like, you know, where in your life do you need to grab the microphone and where do you need to be heard or almost be okay to be different, which sort of leads you into the next aspect, Kel. But yes. it was like, you know, if you have um, watched the movie, it's almost him kind of like moving from this like meek, mild guy, very uncertain of himself, then allow, grabs that mic and his personality is transformed. And so it might be an invitation as Mercury moves into Leo, what do you want to give voice to? How do you want to be heard or listened to or understood in a way that you haven't been allowing yourself um, up until this point in time? And so, you know, this is going, I know it's something for an episode uh, in the next week or two, but as Mercury moves into Leo, it is going to set the tone for next week, or sorry, next month's retrograde cycle, because Mercury does go backwards for a little bit through Leo. So it almost might be like, just say the thing that you need to say um, without fear, because you will have that opportunity to perhaps rework it or redo it a little bit as Mercury uh, progresses through Leo. So I don't know, maybe just bring out your inner Freddie and, you know, um, get your own kind of freak on in a way and have your your voice or say the things that you want to say 
um, particularly after all the emotions of Mars in Cancer, Mercury in Cancer, those little things that are festering will probably find that uh, that breaking point or that that release with Mercury in Leo. And Mercury in Leo is technically, um, you know, what we call like a Leo is sort of feral or loud voiced sign. So it is really about you might even find that things just pop out of your mouth that you didn't think was was going to happen or um, it's a, I can't hold this back anymore. And um, so, yeah. And I'm laughing through all of this because my rooster, Fred, who as soon as we started talking about this, so I've got a rooster called Fred. You can't hear it because I've got the door oh, closed because no. it's cold. But he <laughs> is going off outside. He's like, oh, Mercury and Leo, yes, I've got a loud voice. I'm the tiniest rooster in the world, but I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, Kel. No, no, I love it. I mean, I think technically Leo is a half-voiced sign, um, but it is louder than Cancer because Cancer, like all the water signs, has a more mute quality. So I totally love the point that you guys are making about the volume being turned up. It does feel like say it loud, say it proud, get it out there. You know, Mercury and Cancer can be so protective of its thoughts or ideas or even its feelings and can be a little bit confused in that kind of swimming around in circles space. Whereas Mercury and Leo, it is that drying out quality. I think we used that analogy um, a few months back. Um, and so there is that feeling of, of getting some clarity about things that you might've been a bit churning or a bit stagnant on. Um, it's interesting because over the next few months, Mercury is just dancing between Leo and Cancer. We will have Mercury come back into Cancer uh, towards the end of July for about two to three weeks. So if you feel like there's things you haven't quite kind of got out or got, you know, through, you, you'll get a chance. But I really like this midweek shift because I think it is just going to give us a little bit more mental clarity and the ability to maybe say things that, yeah, we've been struggling to say. And I feel like, you know, Mercury in Cancer is like going scuba diving. Under the water, you can't read the messages, but everything's quiet and still. And there has been, yeah, and, and there's been a lot of, you know, going through this period of time, the oppositions with Saturn and Pluto and everything. There's been a lot. And now that Mercury moves into Leo, it's like, okay, I've learned a lot about myself now. I'm different. I've changed. This, you know, this period of time has really brought a lot of shifts to people. So, how can I speak of my new truth now? What do I have to say about myself and my experiences? And, and do I have to share it with everybody? I mean, Leo may not, sometimes it may not want to share. Um, that was one of the things about Freddie Mercury as well in that movie is he totally cut people off when he didn't agree with them. And there can be that fixed nature of Leo. It's like, okay, well, this is my opinion. You've got yours. I'm an individual. So I'm going to stay with who I am and what I want as compared to, um, you know, cancer, which is just feeling all the feelings and feeling everybody else's feelings as well and the sensitivity and the, the picking up on everything. So I, I guess in a way this is more, um, it is definitely the fire, but it's fixed fire. So it is kind of, I don't know, I just get that sense of really being the individual and being in myself and, and being in this place of like I've walked through that, that you know, the last few weeks and I'm, I'm ready to come out of it and be myself. And there will be, as you were saying, hit the mic sorry the hitting um the heading back and forth so it's like come back to this realize some more things and you head back into cancer and feel it a bit more process it a bit more and then come back out the other side into leo again um in august so 
yeah, it, it is the beginning of that relay baton pass back and forth between Leo and Cancer. And also, you know what? Like Leo is playful and I think Mercury in this sign is going to love that youthful, playful energy of just, you know, I just always think about the lion cubs, you know, that, that are tumbling around in the dust on the plains in Africa, um, that kind of analogy for Mercury and Leo as well. So that's yeah. So a super juicy shift and uh, with input there from Fred. Yes. <laughs> the, yes. The loud rooster named Fred as well. That is quite classic, right? I love it. I love it. Um, and that brings it is quite a quiet week this week. Like there's literally just three different things astrologically happening. Um, and I guess that brings us to the third one, which is potentially, you know, one of the stronger aspects of the week, which is the sun in Cancer, sextile Uranus in Taurus. And that's coming through Thursday if you're in Canada and the States, and you'll feel that most strongly on Friday if you're in Australia. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on this at all? Well, I saw in the news this morning, and I know this is a bit early, but um, that Facebook is announcing a cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh-huh. And it says on the cryptocurrency coins, in Zuck we trust. I mean, I, oh, I, I don't, I'm still trying, I haven't had enough t time to research it or look into it to see if it's a joke or not. But, you know, that was one of the, that was one of the themes what astrologers talked about is the potential with this Uranus in Taurus is, you know, doing unusual things around values, around finances, around systems like this. So I feel like the sun's going to come and, and highlight that, bring up, you know, show the world and or personally some of the possibilities of this. So, yeah, the whole meat grown in labs, uh, cryptocurrency, any of those kind of unusual different ideas and insights um, where people are doing things because, you know, we're, we're well into that cycle now. You know, it started back in March. So, in terms of being in there and being there and strongly. So it's like the sun's coming and pinging that off again after it did back in, was it April, early April when it first, sorry, late April when it moved into Taurus. Yeah. When Uranus moved into Taurus, I think it was March. I think it was the No, April. the sun. Oh, the, oh, sun. the sun. Yeah. Oh, the sun yeah, in so Taurus, the big the sun, yeah, yeah, the sun the sun coming and pinging it off and then moving into so now it's the sextile the first sextile after that yes yes so there is a lot of that kind of uh invention energy i guess coming through um collectively for sure um super interesting and i mean i think personally it's a week that has a little bit of that excitement towards the end of it or where there's that quality of you know, where might things be a bit stagnant, maybe in some of your routines or in your connections with family and how might you kind of refresh things or maybe do something a little bit out of the box um, in the sense of, you know, we don't always have to do it the way we've done it, basically. Um, you know, there's a beautiful quote that basically it's it says, what got you here won't get you there. And I think with some of the, the Uranus aspects coming through, it's sort of forcing us to question those unconscious patterns and habits that are running our life and just think about how could I do this differently? Or if I tried this, what might that open me up to? 
And you've got the sun is now in Cancer, so it's following in the steps of what the Mars and Mercury have been doing over the last few weeks. And it's like, okay, what have I learned from all that time? So now I've got an opportunity to do it differently in that area of my life. You know, what insights did I learn? What new understandings have I got? How can I change almost how my ego is playing out in all of this with the sun to do things differently, to come from a new space? For sure, for sure. What about you, Cass? Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, nothing really that you haven't already said. So I'm just to think of a little bit in a bit of a, a space, like the whole thing that you were mentioning, Lishi, about um, Zuckerberg and the money. I'm like, oh, I don't like what mountain. If that's a thing, what mountain can I escape on? Because I don't want no part of that. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So sorry, I just got my head just got a little bit caught in that moment. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, please don't tell me that's true." So. And it, it'll be, but you know, I, like I think it's the same that people are moving away from Facebook. You know, is is this kind of the it's last, like last of a dying beat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like I'm just going to. I think that's a little bit symbolic of what's collectively happening is this, you know, last grab of tyranny and power before the the tower collapses, type of thing. So. Yeah, social media, hey, interesting. Yeah, and it's new times, you know. It's, mm. it's new times. It, it's it's to go. That's that's one of the big pieces of Uranus in Taurus as well that we've talked about a lot is, you know, making the small changes, not holding on to things, you know, not trying to hold on to that power piece of, of letting it go. Um, mm. So, you know, maybe Mark Zuckerberg will hear this and... <laughs> maybe we'll get banned from facebook for talking about it <laughs> i mean yeah so th anyway anyway so what's your aspect kill <laughs> well the the sun sextile uranus mm, i mean that yeah. is that's uh, the thing that's i mean i think yeah there'll, there'll be some collective developments but i always think there is a, a personal component just to how we're all going to feel that in our lives this week and I mean, what's interesting about this sun sextile Uranus aspect is the moon will be conjunct Uranus in Taurus while the sun is in Cancer sextile Uranus. So I know that's a lot of jargon, but basically we're getting two triggers to the planet Uranus in the same 24-hour period. So that idea of feeling restless or feeling like you really need some freedom or you want to break things open, you want to get out of the old you know, limiting patterns or even, you know, feeling restricted by a responsibility. So maybe yeah. a little bit of chaos, but hopefully because you're reaching for a more authentic experience or a more authentic version of your life. Um, yeah. Yeah. And for those of us with planets in the early degrees of the fixed signs, you know, it could be a day when really there is a bit of anxiety coming up but it's 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 going into it and feeling it and understanding what's at the core of it because it, it's it, in there lies your freedom in there lies the piece of what you need to break apart to really get to who you are what you are says the person with Uranus pinging off her son so <laughs> um it, it's it is there and you know especially because the moon is ruling the sun at, on that day as well having the moon there as well it'll be just a, a very interesting timing um but you know great opportunity for development so it may feel a bit itchy scratchy um but potentially looking back at that day and going oh okay yeah well that was a day that I really was broke free of something and was able to start something different that was more aligned to who I am mm. 
Yeah. It's, I think it brings excitement. I know when I, when I do sessions with clients, one of the things they often get concerned about when they hear Uranus is this idea of change and is that going to be a bad thing? But the idea is we have to do something different from what we're doing now if we want our lives to go in a different direction or manifest different possibilities and realities. And pattern breaking is a, a really productive use of Uranus aspects, which I think we all have an opportunity for towards the end of this week. Yeah, totally. And I love what you're saying about the excitement piece, you know, reading um, Sarah Wilson has an awesome book called First We Make the Beast Beautiful, which is about her journey with anxiety. I know. And one of her tips in that is if you're feeling anxious, reworded in your brain is I'm feeling excited because it has a very similar feeling within you and can actually switch you into a new feeling about this. So it's like, okay, you know, the change is happening. I'm not really sure about where I'm going. I'm feeling a bit scared, but I'm also going to feel excited about the possibilities for that and just rewiring your mind to think, okay, well, change is a good thing as well because really at the end of the day, the only thing that we know in life is going to happen is change. We grow, the world changes, the seasons happen, change is inevitable. So we can't fight against it. So it's better to embrace it. So that's really the message for the week, embracing change. Um, Because if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Absolutely. So we've got some (laughs) lovely little quotes to inspire you this week. Um, So what do you each have going on? Anything you guys want to share with our audience that's happening for you towards the end of June? Talking about pattern breaking, um, I am launching this week my course. So I know a few people have already emailed me going, where is it? What's happening? So it will be happening. um, I just have to wait for school holidays to finish. So it will be starting on Tuesday the 11th of, oh, no, no. Tuesday the 9th of July. So hop on my website and book on in. It will be limited because it will be um, counselling psychological work. So there are limited spaces. So if you're interested, get on there. Fantastic. Sounds great, Leash. What about you, Cass? Me? What have I got on this week? Um, I'll be solar returning this week. So ah, um, that's after <laughs> speak for having a birthday. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, officially entering uh, Uranus opposition territory now. So, um, yes, yeah, so this week's exciting sun sextile Uranus will be playing out for me in big, large and small ways, I'm sure. So that's that. Um, so, yeah, in terms of work, I'm just like head down, bum up. I've just got so much to get through um, and lots of things in the pipeline which will be announced as they they come. So that's all the things, yep. yep. All the things. Yeah. What about you, Kel? um, Yeah, I've got my next webinar for Astrology University coming up on Saturday, June 29. So it's very early Sunday morning if you're in Australia. And if you don't feel like getting up early, uh, even if you register, you'll get the recording. Uh, The topic is fixed stars. So we're looking at indications for success and power in the horoscope using the fixed stars. So this Ooh, is I might one have of my to hop onto that. Yeah, that it's awesome. such a fun thing. I first learned about the fixed stars years ago when I started seeing 
clients having planets progress over some of the fixed stars. So the fixed stars have their own meaning and story and qualities. And some of us have them really active in our birth chart and their lifelong themes. And others of us have them brought into the narrative of our life at specific ages and points based on what our timing cycles are indicating. So I'm going to be exploring a bunch of tips and tricks about how to get more kind of richness and meaning as well as those indications for success and power. So you can sign up either via my website, kellysastrology.com or over on astrologyuniversity.com as well. Cool. I'll put the link in the course notes. And oh, then yeah. course Thanks, notes. The sure notes. That's great. So that's it from us this week. Thank you all for listening. Um, be sure to subscribe. Uh below or above depending on whether you're listening to this on soundcloud or itunes or on youtube and we'll be back very shortly with another episode for next week bye everyone thanks bye, bye everyone